0: Where we watched the biggest game of our lives, our dreams were shattered. My name is Jarvey, and I'm joined this week by Simon, Paddy, Hammy, and Cameron. Together, for the final time, we are the Broken Scotland Club Band. Cameron, you were at the game. Um, would you agree, first of all, it was the biggest game? of our of our lives as a country
1: <laughs> and 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 like memory for us yeah because i guess we were all kids in 98 so like 100 percent um right. and uh we, i mean it lived up to it massively it was exactly what we'd expect from our <laughs> biggest game
0: right exactly uh and cameron you were the, the only one of us here to be, be lucky enough to go to the game to set the scene for us what were the the nerves and the atmosphere like through in glasgow
1: place was buzzing absolutely buzzing before the game stadium felt again like I said before the the Czech Republic game it felt like there was a lot more people in there than there actually were and I think they spaced it quite well because people were dotted right around the stadium but it was loud they had the sound system cranked right up but I was watching the warm-ups and right for the off I mean we kind of jog off the pitch you know and the team I mean they don't look nervous but It was kind of subdued whereas you see the the Croatian team running off and they're doing the big fake headers and everything they looked fired up for the game and and they were just much better than us on the night Mm.
0: they certainly were well the the boys were around at mine for the the annual Jarvee queue
2: all went well brilliant thank you (laughs) Jarvee
0: no food poisoning everyone everyone seemed fine afterwards as well which is good um the atmosphere in the pub was unbelievable as well uh, to to start with
3: <laughs> it was a bit of murder the people doing the tvs like
0: oh aye, well, tell us what was happening but that simon super vet getting involved <laughs> so
3: i just multiple different stages of being pissed off about the telly they had it on mute they had it on the wrong channel they then had the the right channel but the sound was um that bloody vet show on channel four what's it called (laughs) super vet
0: yeah
3: and then they had like all the sky menus up and then they were recording like shows for the future (laughs) and then they'd set reminders that changed the channel like five minutes into the game oh it was just an absolute fucking nightmare man and then for like the first five minutes we didn't have any sound at all
0: (laughs) yeah we did we did get the national anthems But when when the players were walking out for the anthems, all we could hear was like the narrator going, and uh, Billy the tabby cat has been ran over.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought he only had COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At one point, Andy Robertson was getting treated for fleas.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Paddy. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Otherwise, fantastic hospitality. Uh, No sponsor, but thank you, Phillies. Very good.
3: I tell you,
1: talking to TVs. I felt my phone going at the game a few times and I, I think we're just so used to watching some sort of stream now that in my head I was thinking maybe I'm slightly behind I've missed something and that's what's happening <laughs> <laughs> at the game I can see the pitch but maybe I've missed something
0: <laughs> no I, I think you are just more at your box than Davy Marshall well <laughs> <laughs> um, I will we'll go on to just speak about the Croatia game in a moment but just to let you know we are um, going to be speaking about Hearts again soon. Don't know if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing. I uh, can't wait!
3: Like now, Scotland's sort of done Hearts. I'm, I've nobody really been paying attention, buzzing to see what business they've been doing, who's been let go, <laughs> how much money we've made for them, and just really exciting stuff happening down in Gorgie.
0: <laughs> well,
2: let's speak the about some misery as well.
0: <laughs> wow everyone's cheery around here um I'm trying to get myself kinda ready for the, like trying to look forward to it. like trying to it's, it's too early it's too hard um but let's speak about today's sign and just a touch on hearts Alex Cameron um Paddy you've had some words about it what do you make of it first of all
2: um Corcoran.
0: Cochran oh sorry hi even know his name (laughs) he's a well
3: established player I'm surprised you forgot his name
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just find it quite strange that we've signed a left back that's played 8 first team games and has, well I don't find it strange at all actually, we love signing players with injury histories but uh, it's a bit of a weird one Hmm. plus Brighton and Hibs are in bed together I don't really know what that's all about
0: very strange Hammy, what have you made of the sign? In? Anything to read read in between the lines about this?
4: Um, I had a, a quick look on sort of kickback and see what the general consensus was. And I think the general consensus really was all right. Uh, it seemed a bit weird and there was a lot of people saying, I don't know if they were maybe trying to make it sound better, but they were saying Kingsley, he's thinking his injuries are a bit worse than what we've been led to believe. So... We're needing some cover there. Um, obviously, Halliday played there at the tail end last season and actually done all right. So there seemed to be quite a lot of fanfare coming for this. Mind you, I put in the group chat about, oh, the claxons has gone, we're signing a big player. And then it was a bit like, oh, right, right. I mean, you know, fair play to them. Um, if he's anything like, you know, I mean, we've signed two left backs from Premiership teams that I can remember. One of them being Dimitri Mitchell, and the other one being that Man City guy whose name I generally can't remember because he was that crap. Oh, so I'm team. hoping it's it's more the Mitchell type of player. But <clears throat> hmm.
3: I don't I don't really get it. Fair enough, if we were signing a player like this with the potential to be like building him up and selling him on, or or getting him as part of the team, but to bring a player who's, like you said, Paddy, got eight appearances in on loan, or are we just doing it just because he's from a Premier League club? Mm-hmm. Like, is he actually any good? How many times have we bought players for Premier League clubs or loaned players from these clubs and they've just been absolutely fucking shite?
4: Yeah. I, I, I know I've seen a lot of people saying as well, why aren't we bringing their own youth? It seems like we're just taking somebody else's youth player to get them experience when we could be doing that with our their, with their own player. Yeah. <clears throat> that that's why I'm most pissed off. Why are we not
0: using our world class academy? It's just another field example. How Aye. is there not someone in the academy that can be third string left back? Yeah, That's a joke, and it seems to be the cool thing on Twitter today to protect him. Going no, people are writing him off before he's even started. Fuck off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's necessarily writing them off. They just they just think it's I a am. bit of a weird signing. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> to, like
3: to tease it as well, to tease it and go, "Oh, guys, we've got." Aye. So I'm coming up at everyone, go. What the fuck
2: is that? <laughs> look wait a minute for a fucking <laughs> yeah. injured yeah.
0: You don't do that for a teenager coming in on loan. That, come on. Yeah, hi. it was weird. <laughs> Well, yeah, more, uh, more positive podcasts coming up for you. Um, <laughs> we're, we're getting together. I think it's uh, July the 14th and it's the, the the biggest agenda you've ever heard. Got every piece of news since the season ended and we'll also be covering the Peterhead and Cove Rangers games. Uh, two weeks later, uh, we're kind of going back to our normal schedule from there on a Monday, out on a Tuesday, covering off the rest of the pre-season. So I'm looking ahead to Celtic. I'm buzzing for that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> as long as Cochrane's playing.
0: Unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we did look very good at the weekend, but everyone just needs to calm <laughs> down. Playing against Lovkoro's—that's
3: probably their first game of the season, and all.
0: <laughs> Aye. That's why, uh, Be back soon. We'll be back soon. Um, right, the Croatia game. Uh, I'm not sure, like, Simon. Do you want to, if you can remember now? That feels like a while ago. Do you want to tell us about the the lineup? And there was only one change, considering Gilmore's COVID to start
3: with? Uh, aye, so there was one change Stuart Armstrong came in for the covert stricken Billy Gilmore and the more i thought about it, the more he's definitely never playing in a international tournament ever again, eh? Yep. <laughs> Poor wee Billy.
0: Oh, Billy, not for so Armstrong.
3: Oh, <laughs> none of these players, to be honest. That, that includes <laughs> all of them. <laughs> but aye, um, I'm glad we kept the same team because it did look alright against England, but Hindsight's 20 and some of those players just didn't turn up on the day, did they? No, yep. they
0: certainly didn't. Um, Stuart Armstrong coming in. I mean, we, we spoke about the podcast before the game, uh, saying it'd be a huge mistake not to have another holding midfielder with McGregor, whether that be McTominay coming out of defence, or even bringing in John Fleck, dare I say it. Um... In hindsight, now looking at the game, for some strange reason, we decided to give their midfield all the time in the world. It was um, the 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 problem
3: came with the fullbacks. They allowed the Croatian fullbacks to push up, and uh, and that caused our center mids either side of John McGinn, um, Stuart Armstrong, and Cal McGregor. They had to then cover the one of the center mids for Croatia and the fullback. Mm-hmm. So that just gave Modric all the time in the world. I think.
1: You're right. It was it. when you watch, you know, when you watch something on the TV and you watch it in the stadium, you do notice different things because you're able to look kind of whatever you want, obviously. And watching it in the ground, like you could see that when we, when they had the ball, our middle three in midfield were just dropping right back. They we were basically sat on top of our back five. And then you had the two men up front who were sat at the halfway line. And in between there, there was just this huge gap that all they did was like wander around Modric. I don't think like ran at all in the game and, no. and could spray passes around whenever he
0: wanted. Mm-hmm. And why they weren't getting pressed in the middle, where they're strongest just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, Stephen, Donnell was, Stephen O'Donnell, sorry, honestly,
3: unbelievable. He'll be a cult hero forever for that England performance, but that, you could see that he was really struggling there, and I don't know why Steve Clark didn't make a change earlier, because Everyone was saying it that we need the fullbacks to push forward to help the centre mids cover their centre mids, and and because that wasn't happening, mm-hmm. it was just just awful. Like you said, I don't think Modric broke a sweat. Everyone's talking about how amazing the performance was, but if you're going to give a player that level the option to do that, then of course mm-hmm. he's going to do it.
1: You look like that one guy who has played at a decent level when you play against them at fives, who just <laughs> wanders around the pitch for the hour nice. that you're there. Everybody else is completely knackered at the end. He's, fine. he's, wearing, a, he's wearing a jacket while he's playing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, to be fair, if you give any one of us 30 yards of space in the middle of the park, and we'd spray balls a bit too. Exactly. Remember. Just the most bizarre tactics. Do you, do you think Steve Clark has got to answer for, for these tactics?
3: In, in theory, it's fine that yeah you put these players out to do it, but it's when you don't realise when you realise that it's not impacting the way you should that you should maybe make a change. That's what that's why I think um, I don't mm-hmm. think the setup was wrong. I just think the players didn't implement it the best. And mm-hmm. when he realised that the fullbacks were getting deeper and deeper and deeper, he should have made a change there.
1: Yeah,
3: it doesn't help when you don't take the chances that you do have either. Ah, that's the other thing. What was it going about? We had like 42 chances, the fifth most chances in the group stages, and we got one
0: goal. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, Paddy, that was obviously the third game on the bounce in the group. Do you think it was a, a bit of a leggy performance during the likes awful. O'Donnell, looked tired? Part to blame.
2: Donald looked tired the whole tournament, other than the English game. Um, but I don't know if you can call it leggy. I just think we were beaten by a better team in the, at the end of the day. But what mm. Simon says is, right, we gave them far too much time and space. And when you do that, you're having to run about closing all these players down and they're just playing about you. Mm-hmm. So I think that was part of the problem.
3: It it did look very schoolboy. Scotland were just kind of running, sort of running at the spaces and never really ever had to control the ball. But it was just a complete reverse against England. Even when we didn't have the ball, we felt like we were in control of the space. Mm-hmm. But this would just never seem to be settled. The other thing, yeah. I think, we, we came out so strongly in the first five minutes of the game and then we probably
1: finished the half well after the goal. But if, mm-hmm. apart from that, we we were always kind of off the ball. And when you watch them in that first five minutes, you think, great, we're, we're well up for this. But at the same time, in the back of your mind, a team can't maintain that level of intensity for 90 minutes. You know, at some point we were going to slow it. I just kind of thought we maybe would have been able to sustain it slightly longer.
0: Yeah. Well, Cameron, you've just rattled off about two pages of notes in 20 seconds. But just to, <laughs> to, to, to break down um, from kickoff to the 17th minute when Croatia did squirt. Like you say, we were the better team, especially for those first 10 minutes, didn't we? And we had a couple of good chances in there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, right off from the kickoff, I think it went down. We, did we win a corner or we nearly won a corner, basically straight for the kickoff? Yeah. And then, yeah, we had, there was a couple of chances. We never took them and then, yeah, they, they go up the other end. and
4: mm-hmm.
1: it's, a, it's a different game.
0: <coughs> no. um, Hammy, highlight of the match uh, when it was 1-0. <clears throat> the 32nd minute, well, first of all, Grant Hanley went off. That wasn't the best, best moment of the match. But when he went off, did you think that was it? At that point, um,
4: a, a wee bit. It seemed like we we were m- gonna miss a big player, and again, I never thought I'd say this last week. I never thought I'd say that with Grand handling the team, but he was <laughs> he was a rock at the back, and um, I ah, it felt like we were we were gonna miss something there, um, and then McKenna came on to replace him. <laughs> yeah. And that was the best moment of the match. Surely McKenna
3: instantly came on, fucking cropped the boy and got a book in. Didn't even touch the ball.
0: I just don't get the
2: decision-making of bringing Scott McKenna on in any football match, let alone this one. I was going to say like, the same, hey,
1: I remember looking over at the, the, the bench, because you're obviously looking to see who's warming up, and just thinking it'll be, you know, it'll probably be Hendry, considering yeah. he's played. Right. And then looking at the man taking his zip-up off, and I was going, oh, that's, that's Scott McKenna. <laughs> and mm-hmm. your heart just sinks
0: <laughs> Aye, it, was, it was mad no one watching that game expected McKenna to come on um, to be fair um, after that booking he was he was alright and he actually almost scored just before full time as well a late cross in the box Aye.
2: <clears <It's> <clears throat> <a> throat> oh, he's, he's an absolute hardy yeah. touch of a donkey man like Nice. No. I would not take him in a, in this hearts team like genuinely would not take him in this hearts team
0: oh, I'm sure Nielsen would, he'd love a, love a big hoodie well from the, that was the 33rd minute, um, it was pretty scrappy stuff and you were, it was kind of getting to the point where you were thinking we just need to get, see this fruitful half time here at 1-0 down and regroup but oh my god <laughs> on the 42nd minute, the moment we'd all been waiting for Cameron, what were the scenes like in the stadium when we finally got our goal?
1: Uh, mental. Like, absolutely mental. Um, I, I just screaming kind of as loud as you possibly could, um, leaping around. It was, it was unreal. Um, and he took it so well. Like, it's, it's a great strike. He puts it away. And, yeah, that was the, the massive high point of this whole piece. Although... I was slightly disappointed when bits and pieces did not come on when we scored 100.
2: <laughs>
0: well, it did?
1: No, I think, well, I'm pretty sure it didn't. I mean, I was there, but.
0: Um... I don't remember a thing. No. <laughs> on top of tables and that.
3: Right, somehow we only spelt one beer, you know. We were like yeah. jumping over the tables and only. I had a,
0: a full pint delivered on the 40th minute and no longer had a pint on the 42nd. <laughs> <minute>. <laughs> Aye, well that that obviously took us into half time. So we went from just thinking, let's just hold on to being one 0 down, to suddenly it was a draw, and suddenly we felt like we had all the momentum, didn't it? Half time, you were buzzing.
4: I was pretty convinced we were we were going to win at half time. Mm-hmm. I just thought we had that was a perfect time to score as well, right before half time. Get in, get a team talk, get a bit of fluids in, and then come out ready to go. Um, I was so caught. I was mer- I was very confident at the start, and then at time at one one, I was probably mer- even more confident than I was at the start. <laughs> and aye. then aye. At that,
3: that goal was like an actual punch right to the solar plexus eh. It was right slap bang in your stomach.
0: Aye. Well, Simon talk us through it. Absolute wonder goal from Modric on the 62nd minute.
3: Aye. Um just once again, he's got too much time, no one closes him down and he just curls at the top corner.
4: Fuck him.
0: <laughs> I'm clear, like, uh... right.
4: well, you know when you and Cameron were saying at the start about the midfield and the forwards and the space, right? At that goal, we had nine players, including the keeper, inside the 18-yard box. That's... that is... hmm. you that, that... <sighs> you Come on, that's just poor.
1: And that wasn't the only time we were sat like that. We were sat yeah. like that for large spells of the game.
3: Aye. Yeah. It's, it's all well and good, like you say, having nine men in the box but if you're not gonna, if you're all just going to ball watch and just look about and hope someone else does something then there's no point in you being there exactly mm-hmm.
0: yeah. why, why he wasn't man-marked, I'll never know because you know, cash reminds back to the England-Croatia game where Calvin Fir- Phillips got all the plaudits and got man of the match and that's because he man-marked Modric for that whole game they never let him do a thing could have just chucked wee John Fleck on there. Eh? Could have been a national hero.
3: <laughs> but like I said, like you, everyone just needed to step up. It's all about like confidence to so just make sure he's not got that time. We gave them the time and the space. Like what? What more can you do for them?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Ten minutes later, 70th minute. Ryan Fraser came on for Stuart Armstrong. Uh, what's your thoughts on both of them?
1: Stuart Armstrong had a bad game. I like, think there's no <laughs> way of getting around that. He he did not have a good game. He looked off the pace for most of it. Um, was chasing shadows. Um, and I thought the the, the changes when they did come just came too late. We we waited. The like changes when gone. that when that second goal went and uh, we, we should have made a raft of changes there. And to be honest, it would I would have been looking at players probably like Christie and and maybe even Forrest players that would have run at someone. And we
3: mm-hmm. we just didn't make that move. I'm shocked London Dyke stayed on as well.
0: I know. Well, here's the timeline for that one then. So that sub was the 70th minute mark. 77th minute, uh, Croatia got their third. So that was the Perisic header from the corner. So suddenly, you know, there's, what, 13, 15 minutes left and you're 3-1 down (laughs) with subs to make. And you've got two strikers that can't find the net on the park.
3: London Dykes had a shocker as well. I think he was maybe up there with Armstrong and O'Donnell. As it, it, he, he works hard and he, he keeps working, but his touch just seemed to bounce off him. Nothing was going anywhere near the goal. He was never really... He, he's always going to win the ball in the air, but no one's really doing anything with that. I don't know. I'm surprised he stayed on, and then when they did make the change, he took off Shea Adams.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. They that took to the 84th minute. Nice well, the, changes,
3: the changes that were made at the end were just to get guys minutes
0: the game was gone for that. These sub, if these subs were made when it was still 2-1 you know, made it on the 70th minute then genuinely Kevin could have got a goal, they could have been looking at 2 all by that point and chasing for a winner you know, what's the point of leaving these substitutions with 5 minutes left and you're 3-1 down I think like, Steve like Cameron said, minutes. minutes he
3: just, he thought that, that I mean we all knew, as soon as that third goal went in, we all knew that was it. That's why it. So that's why it hurts so much. You needed three. It was. Aye. it was never going to
0: happen. Well, I'm saying. You should have done it before they scored the third. Like you should. You should have been making subs before the 77th minute anyway.
3: Right, oh, you should have made 100%. subs at like the
0: 50th minute. That's what I'm saying. Oh, aye, it has got to answer for that. Just sticking with how badly well, it was going.
1: The argument would be actually you could have made those subs at half
0: time. Aye, we had none to lose, hit them while we had momentum, go and get a goal. Yep. Um Nesbitt didn't do much when he did come on in those last five minutes But Patterson. At least they gave it his all. He was trying to actually beat his men. I think I felt sick <laughs> every time O'Donnell got the ball. Aye. He turned it back, passed it backwards to his left foot. Just- do you think
3: maybe that's what he's been told? Like just because he is so limited, just be like, just keep didn't he lose the ball? That's like just didn't he lose the ball. If you need to pass it back, pass
0: it back, just then he lose the ball don't know, I think he was either so tired that he simply couldn't even attempt to beat a man or he's just, his <laughs> head was down and he just knew, nah, I'm just going to pass it away. But if that's his attitude, either way, on the international level, then he shouldn't have been on the puck. So. Yeah. so that was it, 3-1, Shattered Dreams Productions.
3: We have our story now, though. We'll, we'll be on a BBC documentary in twenty five year when they go. Oh, <laughs> let's look back at Euro twenty twenty, and we'll be interviewed. So I, will. we just needed to beat Croatia. Yeah,
1: I do wonder. Like I think you know people look back to other teams quite fondly, even though they didn't get past this stage. I, I don't think this will age very well. I really don't. I think all this build up and actually, I mean, the Czech Republic game was poor. The second half, of specific, specifically against Croatia, was poor. And
3: we've went out with a whimper. Yeah, Aye, The Czech game is the the massive disappointment. There's no shame in losing to Croatia three-one. It's it's the way we lost three-one, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone said to you before this tournament, right, you can be one-one with Croatia, your last game at Hamden, go and get a winner, and that's you through. You're making history. And then watch that second-half performance. They'd be like, "What the fuck is this? Aye, yeah. These guys don't even know what they're doing."
3: As it was forty-five minutes of just turning up, and and they weren't done it really.
1: Mm-hmm. I will say, um, as much as he seemed to wander around the pitch for the whole game, in a competitive match, actually, like in the flesh, Luka Modric is the best player I've ever seen play football. Like, right? He was—he's—he's he's unreal. Even in the warm-ups at the beginning, he just looks class.
0: A <laughs> good header, smashing here. <laughs> Proper <hair. laughs> <laughs> well, luxury, material, but but um, I, I do think there is positive spill. I know we've just been doom and gloom for <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. But when you look at the, we'll, we'll go on to look at our squad's kind of average ages and things in a moment and how it's looking ahead for the four years' time and stuff. But there's positives to take out. You know, you strengthen the squad, keep Billy Gilmore in their team, get rid of O'Donnells, get a striker that's firing like nice But If you can do it at a decent level, then we've got a very decent team. Then on to the next one. Eh?
1: Well, actually, as an added bonus in terms of age, it's only three years.
0: Uh, well, I don't know. That's the, the big complicated thing. But yeah, you have to look at things in four year cycles, like an Olympics. Eh? <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> I've done all my math coming up based on four years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so the year after the next Euros, all the players will be. <laughs>
0: They'll all be cancelled, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, we'll go over to you, Cameron, for buy or sell, and let's wrap up this hellhole of our tournament and go. <laughs> all
1: right, for the last time in this tournament, and who knows when it'll be the next time we're at a tournament, but let's round up the buy or sell. So, now remember going into this round, Paddy had had a very, very bad tournament. Um, was bringing up the rear which is I think the opposite of what he'd done in the heart season where he went positive and probably should have went negative. Now he did go a bit more negative in this game and I'll tell you right off the bat Paddy topped the week.
3: Oh yes Oh, oh baby
1: <laughs> So to run through them. Scotland to progress we all bought that now, <laughs> Move on London <laughs> likes to score We all sold that.
4: Yes.
1: (laughs) A one goal margin in the game. Um, Simon, Paddy, Hammy, you sold that. Um, Jarvie, myself, bought it. Ten of the 11 starters who started in the game at Wembley to start again. Um, I think the question here was really around whether or not there'd be more changes than just Gilmore. There wasn't. So um, it was just me and Hammy that sold that. And then... Mm. More than 14 and a half temps, attempts for Scotland in the game, they had 11. Uh, we all bought the over, so <laughs> very, very confident. Um, so what that meant on the week was that Simon, you got one, um, I also got one, Jarvie and Hammy got two, and Paddy got three.
3: How could I have got one when I got three? <laughs> go, go through that again, right? Oh,
1: Scotland to progress, but. Right. So that didn't happen. Right. L- London dice to score. There's one. Right. One one goal margin in the game. Oh, you did get that one. I
3: yeah, right. So there's one. Right in the next 10 one. End of the eleven, yeah, you got three. Right, there you go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, Steward's inquiry. <laughs> I think for the whole of last
0: season we need a steward's inquiry. <laughs> well I said this on the last episode of the season, by the way. In
1: my defence, I scored these on Wednesday morning last week. <laughs> oh Christ. Fair right, point. okay. So let's go let's a quick change in the overall tools And what that means is we now have an outright winner. <laughs> oh, that could now be. <laughs> so in last place, it was good but not good enough. It's Paddy on five. Next up, it's me on six. This is exactly the same as the season.
0: <laughs>
1: then you've got Jarvie and Hammy on a tied seven. And then our new winner, who was definitely not our winner 30 seconds ago, Simon, was eight. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm paying attention, man. <laughs> well done, uh, the one real disappointment through all of this for me was that um, as Scotland didn't win any games, I didn't get to dish out any tunnock's treats to any of you, as I promised <laughs> in the first
3: one.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so maybe in 25 years, boys, you'll get those wafers.
3: Woo! Best laid plans of mice and men.
1: So uh, no prize, Simon, but um, all the pride. There
3: you go. Thanks very much.
0: All the pride. Spell done, Simon. Right, let's look ahead. Three stroke, four years, shall we? <laughs> 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 Grace nose. So uh, we've been having a look at this at the squad overall, kind of the ages of all the players, and kind of way, where we could be, where we could be, what direction we're moving in, and it's actually quite surprising because you. Well, you will be surprised to hear, other than our goalkeeping department, there's not a player in the squad that will be older than 33 in four years' time. So, when the Euros comes along in three years' time, in Fidi, you know, you, you couldn't be surprised if every player's still there. You know, no one's going to be retiring.
1: No, in four years' time, Declan Gallagher will be 34. But in three years' time, he'll only be 33, so you're all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't even look at Declan Gallagher. I'm not looking at like your Declan Gallagher's your John Flex. They can fuck off into it. I, I just at... took
1: this I just took the squad as the squad was.
0: Right, good for you. I've done it the old fashioned way, the old manual way here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look at the goalies first year. Um some some very old numbers. So you're you're talking in four four years' time. D- David Marshall will be forty years old, Craig Gordon will be forty two years old. John McLaughlin will be 37. So
3: so in three years' time, Marshall will be 39, Gordon will be 41, and McLaughlin will be 36. And that only
1: makes John McLaughlin the same age as David Marshall is now. Aye.
3: McLaughlin will surely yeah. be the
1: starter then, eh? I don't think McLaughlin can start though, unless he actually starts playing club football.
3: Aye, but Shagar will be, what, like 48 by then?
2: Well, Aye, but he's going nowhere.
3: He's playing till he's 70. <laughs>
0: I think McGregor's got one more season and I'm at Rangers. Champions League. League's wrapped up already. And then McLaughlin takes over. Or they sign someone not Scottish. (laughs) And McLaughlin goes to like Sunderland.
1: Going back to this, though, do you not think that. I mean, we've got the rest of the World Cup qualifiers this year. They finish in November. Um, And then if you qualified, you'd have the World Cup before Christmas next year. So. Both of your first two choices, probably either retire internationally at the end of this year or at the end of next year. I can't see them going into another campaign. I mean, Craig Gordon, as you said, is 38 years old.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Craig Gordon will be Scotland's number one for the Olympics next winter. <laughs> what? What are you what? talking what about? I say, the Olympics?
2: <laughs> Craig Gordon's going to the winter the Olympics.
0: <laughs> so, Craig Gordon will be Scotland's number one for the World Cup next winter in Qatar.
3: I f- yeah, I feel like if we don't qualify for that, Marshall and Gordon will retire at the end of November.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until then, and I've, you've got to think, unless Steve Clark-, Clark is the most loyal bastard alive, that David Marshall gets dropped now, especially with Gordon playing back in the Premier League. I, I doubt hope so. it, To be honest, aye,
3: I'm um, hope so, but I doubt it as well. Hmm. We'll
0: see. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, a lot will depend on whether or not. David Marshall starts for his first starts for Derby at the beginning of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. He was dropped towards the end of the season. Eh? It's not a guarantee. So, and Craig Gordon's not slowed down. Uh, hopefully, what I'd like to see, Craig Gordon, Scotland's number one for the Olympics, the World Cup, whatever you want, <laughs> and then when he retires, by then you've got Harry Stone getting first team football, and Harry Stone comes in as Scotland's number one for a twenty-year period.
3: Where's he getting first in football in Let's Go Rose or something? I was say, I'll be happy if Harry Stone makes it at hearts. You've
2: also got another scenario at <laughs> goalkeeping. Um, that boy that's just gone from Southampton to Angus Gunn. He could he's not played for England yet, so he could be in the frame to be the Scotland goalkeeper if he gets a run against.
0: games. Hmm. I didn't realise that, but he's got a good good Scottish name anyway, Angus.
2: Yeah, uh, he's Brian Gunn's son, so he's definitely got a Scottish in him.
0: Yeah. Is he a wrestler? <laughs>
2: He's a <laughs> keepers. He was a Hibs keeper. Hmm. I think Hibs and Norwich, eh? No,
0: nah, Well, that's plenty. else that stick Harry Stone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, generally, goalkeeping in Scotland is a pretty decent standard. Like Compared to England last year, you know, there's plenty of good young keepers. So, See what happens over the next two, three, four, five years, whatever. Uh, left backs, just a to batter for a couple. Uh, Andy Robertson will be 31. Uh, Kieran Tierney will be 28. And what you could say a backup could be Aaron Hickey, who would only be 23 years old by that time. In four years. <laughs> yes, in <laughs> four years. Um, Cameron, since you've got your, your squad, do you want to tell us about the centre-back situation? don't know if you'd include McTominay in that. I'll leave that up to you.
1: It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think, yeah. I mean, he's he, at club level, he's always going to play in midfield there. And uh, before the tournament, I was all about McTominay playing in midfield because that's where he plays and that's where we should be playing him rather than trying to force players into the squad out of position. And saying that, he looked very good at centre-back. Um, so unless we find someone else, I think that's where he'll play going forward.
3: Mm-hmm. He, he plays like a sort of dual role when we when we have the ball and we push up. He often pushes into midfield and it suits him. Um, and from what I've seen at centre back, he's he's not found wanting defensively. So I'm quite happy for him to keep playing at centre back.
0: Yeah, not not even joking. I I genuinely think a fully fit John Souter gets in that Scotland squad. You know, with a year of playing back in the Premiership under his belt. Right, if he can play at the level that he can, I mean, Paddy Considine, and what's his handling for Hibsco in that squad? So mm-hmm.
3: no way fucking John Suter can he. Yeah. The Andy biggest Considine.
2: caveat, though, is keeping fit, and which
3: Considine.
2: John Suter has never done.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's over it. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> um, and, and you think
1: we? do you think we probably stick with the back five as well? I mean, we're never going to be the kind yeah. of team that has a lot of men upfield, so... No with Clark anyway.
0: We'll, I think we'll rarely see a four with Clark. But we, we have to play five at the back to get Robertson and Tierney in. Like yeah. Any manager has to do that. Aye. And it works. It works really well. Aye, it does. It's nice to see Scotland playing with two up front as well after a decade of watching Kenny Miller running a bit himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I think the the, the, the the huge decision will be when we go into that game against Denmark in September. As to who does actually line up at right back, because I think the rest of the defence, if they're fit, probably pick themselves now. But it'll be interesting.
0: Nathan Patterson should just be given it, and we should Aye. just start building a team with him in it. Yeah,
1: I think I agree
0: think
1: for that. So he'll, he'll have to be playing football.
0: I I think he'll go like game about with Tavenier at Rangers next season now, or he'll at least get all the cup games. He's already proved himself in Europe. I think he'll get a good 20-25 appearances this year, which is good for his development, good for Scotland, Um, and I. Hopefully, he gets in there, secures his place. You look at your Belgiums and other small countries that have built up with similar populations. It's what they've done. They've put players in the first team when they've just started getting their first team appearances, and just play the long game. You know what I mean? Get them in now and go for long development. It's the only way we're going to succeed.
2: Do you know, remember, though, before Hickey got injured, there was all sorts of talk that Clark was going to try him out at right back? What do you think of that? I don't think I'd mind it.
0: I'd certainly like to see it, and it'd be good to get some competition there, because behind Nathan Patterson, if you get O'Donnell to fuck, there's no other <laughs> right backs.
3: Aye. Um, I've never seen Hickey play right back, so I can't say. Um, we don't know how he'll develop. We don't even know if he'll be playing football in three or four years, so let's see.
0: Hmm. he just had to have an operation on both his shoulders I <laughs> don't know how that's possible
2: it's the Oreo mate, it does it to all the
0: players <laughs> it's honour I'm out in Italy um, you're just a batter through some other names there um, again, four years time, Cameron uh, Grant Hanley, 32 he'll probably still be in the squad potentially
3: um,
0: in four
1: years time, he'll be 33
3: have you done it for three years, Javi, and convinced yourself you've done it for four?
1: No, I've done it for four years. I think
0: Cameron's wrong.
1: He's 29.
0: Right, okay. One slip through the net, maybe. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, a couple of the, the younger players. Scott McKenna will be 28. He'd potentially. Oh,
2: no, uh, I get to fuck.
0: Nope. <laughs> uh, I was really surprised by how old this player was, uh, unless I've got it wrong, Cameron. Correct me. Jack Henry, who will be 30.
2: He'll be t- uh, twenty-nine, yeah, really, no? He'll be
1: twenty-nine
0: in three years, yeah. Aye, he just seems like such a a young player, it eh? just feels like he just broke through still, but no, he's actually been punted a bit by Celtic for a good few years. Uh and here's one to to rattle us. Ryan Porteus, <laughs> he could be in the squad, couldn't he? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not.
2: Given that we like to take ten centre backs to a tournament and then play Two centre backs that aren't actually centre backs, and there's every chance <laughs> Portis will be in
3: the team. Very true. Um, I guess um, you've
2: got Greg Taylor as well.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the players that were in the squad.
0: Well, what age is Greg Taylor now? Twenty
1: three.
0: Oh, is he that young? Is he? So, I, one day he could replace Robble when he get his uh, get some starts when he's in his early thirties, maybe. <laughs>
1: I just worry about Tierney not being there in three years because he's his body is not going to last long the way he plays football. Well,
0: that, that'll that be good news for Simon and Paddy as he's just signed <laughs> a five-year contract <laughs> to Arsenal yesterday. <laughs> uh, Cameron, do you want to tell us a bit about our centre midfield department?
1: I think actually this is probably where we look like we will be quite comfortable in three years' time. I mean, the, the core there is of an age where they, will, they should be at the prime come that point. I mean, John McGinn is 26. Um, you've got McTominay's 24, depending on if he plays in there. And then, obviously, Gilmore's 19. You've got Turnbull at Celtic, who's 21. You've got a lot of options who could be, you know, well in that mid-20s range come, you know, three years' time.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Ryan Jack as well, by the way. Uh, I think I fully fit Ryan Jack play her next to Billy Gilmore every time So what you're telling me is we're probably going to win the World Cup <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, the It sounds going. like it I feel like we're now going to win the World Cup <laughs> mm-hmm. This
2: was just a practice tournament Get a feeler for it again
3: <laughs> so, Sorry Pat, that just reminded me what I did see for, like when the players came out after that Croatia game, they were talking about how like this is this can't kind of be the end for them, and this is this is them just like getting used to tournament football, and they're going to learn. So, it's so what you want to see? No, nobody like moping about and feeling sorry for themselves. People just saying like, right, we fucked it, aye, but let's learn for this and and make sure we're better next time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: like Javi said, they are an inexperienced but like youthful side. Aye.
0: One one area we are lacking is up front when you're looking at. What age was Che Adams? I never jotted that down for some reason.
1: Twenty four. So
0: he's got he's got legs in him still. Then right, you've got ages. Strikers,
3: Kevin. strikers. You noticing nowadays are coming more into their their peak years in their thirties. Like look at all the top strikers in the world right now; they're all in their thirties, apart from like Mbappe and stuff, which are just freaks. But mm. Lewandowski, um, Paddy, who's that guy who played up front for Athletic Bilbao but just retired? Uh, Adoree. Aye. He scored, like, 30-odd goals when he was, like, 35 or something like that. There. Yeah. Aye, so hopefully... The
1: that worry, can... worry is that area of the pitch, though. It's where we're thinnest by a, a long, long way. And unless we find a, a consistent number nine, we're not going to win games consistently. We, we just won't. Not at this level when you're going in against de- decent opposition. You've got... You're starting Lyndon Dykes every game. He's now played 15 games for Scotland. He's scored two goals in that time. We've played some not-so-brilliant sides.
3: You've got to think that he's maybe not in there to score goals, which is mental to say about a striker, especially with the amount of chances he gets. He definitely should score more. But I don't know how much Stevie Clark really cares about how many goals Lynn Dykes scores. So we'll probably keep picking him. We do have a young
2: boy coming through at Bilbao. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's apparently got quite a lot of promise around him. So it'd be quite good to see how he develops as a football player. Right enough.
0: He's in the Scotland under... Is it 19 squad?
2: 19s or twenty-one?
0: aye. Big target, man, isn't he? Big number nine. Aye. Scores goals as well, though. Just get him in now. Just chuck him straight in the (laughs) team. Just make sure he
3: definitely can't play for his (laughs) pen.
0: You've got Kevin Nisbet, but see behind that, there's nothing. Like, see if you look at, like, top goal scorer charts in that. You go, right, well, there's no no many Scots here in in the Premiership. Then you look at the Championship and go... All right, So Craig Whiten is probably about the fifth choice <laughs> <in> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. If we
1: have injuries, Lee Griffiths will be back in that squad. <laughs> ah, no, man.
0: <laughs> no, if he gets himself, that we'll see. We'll see. Um, apparently, he's going to be re-signing for Celtic. Big, big Angie wants him to stay. It would be a good
3: move for him to sort of show, like, because I'm sure Lee Griffiths is popular in the Celtic dressing room.
0: Hmm. So, well, it's good to get him on side. Even if he gets himself fit and scored in for the World Cup next winter. Uh, about the about the World Cup, we we do have three very hard game. Well, two very hard games in September, and we're going to have to win all three off them, aren't we? I,
1: I think we we're looking at beating Austria to second place for that playoff spot. That's got to be what our target is, because we aren't being Denmark to the group. Just not. Have you seen Denmark play?
2: They absolutely <laughs> rinsed Wales on <laughs>
3: Saturday.
0: The, the Scandinavian Brazil.
3: <laughs> I, they looked fucking quality. Yeah. So, I, feel like, I feel like they just sort of figured it out without Ericsson. Like That game after, it's obviously an emotional dump, and your, mm-hmm. your tactics have obviously changed after one game, and then... That game against Russia, what was it, 4-1? They just absolutely walloped them, and then Wales walloped them and all. Talking about Spain scoring five goals in two games, that's Denmark getting eight and two.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and they, play the, they play the Czech Republic now, so they have
2: a good, very good chance of a semi-final appearance. <laughs> it could go all the way. Aye, because the, the, the team on the other side of that draw is either going to probably be Germany, Germany. hopefully, or England. And just, neither of those Germany. teams are that good. They could be in the final.
0: <laughs> they could be in the final. I, I hope they been it. They're, they're so good to watch it. they absolutely annihilated Russia. It was unbelievable. Aye. So nice, easy, uh, easy trip to Denmark in September. And also away to Austria. But we're at home to Moldova. So three points out of nine.
3: <laughs> and it won't be against Moldova. We get the three.
0: <laughs> Probably you never will aye, no, aye. Right. Just uh just before we wrap up here, let's conclude our wagers, shall we? Um Hammy, Paddy, your clean sheets. Hammy talk us through that one.
4: So for the clean sheets, it was over and under one point five. I went for the under, Mr. Paddy went for the over. We had one clean sheet in our um Euro twenty twenty. So I am victorious. I win five pounds. Five pounds, still. What was it.
3: your over under? Sorry,
4: one point five. Right, and you got one, so you get a fiver. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool.
0: Simon, what am I owing you? A <laughs> hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> G. Adams over under one point five goals. Fifty pounds a goal. Good night. I'm gonna have to owe you that on tick. Like I've <laughs> of expensive uh, pubs were eh? it a very really expensive month
4: <laughs> what a week though what <laughs> aye man that was
3: pretty, pretty hard week aye. pretty hard week to get through by the by, the full time of that Croatia game I just felt my body just sort of go right just stop it
0: now please mm-hmm. and that was that that was Scotland and back to the hearts of the matter I'm sure next time you, you hear from us we'll be absolutely buzzing and full of positivity going into the season. <laughs> uh, should have The next podcast should be out about the 15th of July. Like I said, massive agenda, and also covering the Peterhead and Cove games. So we'll, you'll hear us then. Many thanks for your time, boys, and special thanks to Padman Productions for his editing time. Uh, if you aren't following us on social media, it's hearts underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, do feel free to leave us a nice wee review in uh, five stars. in the the wee bit so until next time keep washing your hands for the hearts and the Scotland still I think and we'll see you again soon (laughs) I'll
2: get up next time